welcome to the Built on Air podcast, the variety show for all things Airtable. Each episode, we cover four different segments. It's always fresh and different and lots of fun while you get the insider info on all things Airtable. Our hosts and guests are some of the most senior experts in the Airtable community. Join us live each week on our YouTube channel every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And join our active community at builtonair.com join. Before we begin, a word from our sponsor, OntoAir.com. Any business running on Airtable gets the value that Airtable has, but also needs a few more functions to complete their operations. That's where OntoAir comes in. It's a suite of tools for any business running on Airtable to maximize your operations efficiencies and automations. One customer, John, states that OntoAir enables his business to function properly without having to think about building their own software. And that is pretty invaluable. The OntoAir Airtable apps are amazing and we use them often and are very happy with the results. So join John and hundreds more customers and take your Airtable to the next level with OntoAir. Sign up today with promo code BUILTONAIR for a 10% discount. Check them out at OntoAir.com. And now let's check out today's episode and see what we built on air. Welcome to the Built on Air podcast, season 12, episode four. Good to be back with you live on YouTube. Grateful for all those who are joining us. Uh, we've got a fun episode for you today, jam-packed with lots of cool stuff. And we have with us Ali and myself, Dan, and Camille should be joining shortly. And we are also joined by our special guest. You likely know her. She is so famous in the Airtable community. She only needs one name, Kavan. <laughs> Welcome. You're the Madonna of the Airtable world. <laughs> you know, one name is hard enough for pronounce. You don't need to know two. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You only need one. You should know Kavan's name if you spend any time in any community. She contributes much to the community and answering lots of people's uh, questions and great uh, asset to the Airtable community. So glad to have you with us, Kavan. Excited to uh, have you share some wisdom with us throughout the, the hour. So Camille should be joining shortly. I imagine she's uh, stuck in LA traffic, um, but she should be jumping in shortly, but we will get started. As always, the Built on Air podcast is an hour long episode. We go through four different segments. We always start with our round the bases, talking about what's going on in the Airtable communities. Then a quick spotlight on Ontoair, our primary sponsor. Then Kavan will go through formulas and share a couple examples of how to use formulas in your bases. Then um, Camille will be showing how she built a uh, application in Retool as a third-party tool that she'll be showcasing how to use. And then a quick shout out to our community. And then finally, uh, Ali will be following up on a previous interface she showed and has added more functionality to it and is going to showcase that at the end. So with that, we will go through our round the bases. And this week, um, finally, we got the winners of the contest from Airtable on interfaces. And so for around the bases, we're going to dive into some of those, not, not all of them, but we're going to show some of the winners and what they look like and um, kind of dissect them and, and comment on them. 
Before we do that, there was a couple feature announcements this week, so I wanted to go through those real quick. Uh, first one, I think um, I had seen this in a couple um, of my of my bases, but not all of them. I think it's still being rolled out. Um, but um, Rebecca brought this up in the Built On Air community that there's now a section in. Oh, and we've got Camille joining. Welcome, Camille. Hello. Good to have you with us. I'm going to get rid of our background so you can see us all. And so anyway, so now if you see down in here, this create an interface section. So this is new. It's kind of, it's basically a shortcut to just start a new interface off of uh, your table. And I assume, actually, I haven't tried this. I assume it like pre-fills the, the table. Have you, anybody tried this yet? Create an interface from here. I have not yet. I have not seen that before. Yeah. So this is now underneath the create a view sidebar. Um, and so these are kind of different types of interfaces that you can create. And so I'm assuming it'll pre-populate the, the table with the table that you're on and just kind of make it easier. So you kind of see now they're starting to blend, you know, interfaces and the, and the uh, data layer. I think you'll see more of that going on in the future. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes sense too. Lately, they've been adding a lot of shortcuts to different parts of their product sort of throughout. This is one I think that does make sense. I'm not sure if I like the implementation. So because just looking at this screen, it depend on how big your screen is. Half the screen now in this, uh, uh, it's not a pop-up, I don't know what to call it, an accordion, I guess, is like all of your different options and it's longer now because it's including the interface ones. I think I would have liked if it just said under new section, create an interface, you click that and it's maybe a pop-up or something just so that it's not like, look how little space there is to look at the views in uh, on Dan's screen. So there, yeah, it did populate it. But yeah, you know what I thought was interesting is, yeah, so this is tiny up here. You can minimize just that. You no. can. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I want that to ever be an option. You know it's, what I mean? It takes too many clicks. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, right, now, right here, if you just click create interface and it made like a modal that popped up with those same options, I'd have been like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And even like create new and there was like view interface and almost because now they just took up even more of your sidebar real estate even when it's minimized so this is just an extra reason why you want to control your permissions for all the different people using your bases because of course those are only going to create an interface should only show up for someone that's a creator and mm -hmm. not an editor so a lot of these different things that we're seeing if someone is just an editor on their base, their interface is not going to get cluttered up with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, some, some new changes there. Um, this was one that uh, came out just after our last episode um, in interfaces. Now they support the Kanban element so you can embed Kanbans in your interfaces. Long awaited, but also not super excited about the implementation. <laughs> Why is that? I mean, it it seemed to not, at least when I tried to 
drag and drop it and do an interface the other night, it doesn't dynamically shrink with how you've dragged the edges of the element. So like, it just doesn't look good on the page a lot of the time. And then still everybody complains, but I hate having the uncategorized section there and always open by default. You know what? I was running in, I was using a Kanban the other day and I could have swore, maybe it was a dream that they released a, an option to where you didn't have to display those. There's a toggle somewhere and I was looking for it and I was like, maybe this is still a beta that I dreamed about or something. So that's, you, that's not, that never happened. What you might be remembering is in grid views, if you're grouping by a single select field, you have a toggle to include select options that aren't attached to any record. So you can have like mm. an empty group so that you could drag things in uh, into quickly. But I don't I don't recall a similar thing for Kanban. Mm, that's probably what I was remembering. Well, I'll keep dreaming then. Because yeah, I wanted that this week. It was annoying me. <laughs> Well, it would be really nice as a Kanban where you can say, okay, only show me this subset of options. Yeah. You could maybe, couldn't you do that through a filter? I mean, maybe. Uh, no, but like we could say only show me those that of these categories. Right. I think what Dan's saying, if the same functionality is there, uh, where show only show me options if a record at least one record has that option selected if you set a filter on the kanban view to say has one of you know done or like in progress but not canceled maybe it won't show you canceled because no records Fit are visible filter. i don't know if that's the case it'd be cool if it was yeah Anyway, so yeah, Kanban coming. Is it is it a direct clone of the, the Kanban view, do you think? Or is there any different functionality in the Near interface? I can tell, except for the coloring. Or no, no, no. That's someone else's uh, mock-up. I think it is a one-to-one. -one. So the first thing I commented in, in this thread is, would be great if you guys did did some of the stuff people wanted in the other uh, Kanban view. And then that's basically what everyone else is saying, just picking long requested Kanban enhancements and yeah. saying, you know, since you're editing this code anyway, why don't you just slide in a couple new features? That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, so after Kanban, so this was a post, um, I think it was a blog post and then they referenced it in the community. Nothing new here, right? Some, well, I guess I, I think there was some new stuff that, that hadn't been mentioned before. I know Kavan, you commented on here. You want to give a summary of what they released? Oh, well, a lot of it was repeats of stuff that, you know, like the, the making it easier to sort and group things. But the new feature that I did note that I really liked is you can control click a table name and it will open that in a new tab. And I'm constantly like looking at a table and I want to look at another table and I wanted it a new tab so that I can easily see both at the same time and control click will do that. And I hadn't seen that announced before. And then a lot of yeah. times, of course, I'll separate them out and put them in two different windows so I can see both at the same time. Yeah. But, Cause sometimes I've always like wanted to open up the same base in another tab 
and you can't like right click on stuff to like open a new tab, you know, cause they over override the right click. So you'd have to like copy it and paste it in a new, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'd be super cool. Like also, even if you don't actually want that other t- table open, if you just want to have another tab of the same base so that you can say configure an automation or have the, the interface where you can see the data view and the interface of the automation configuration at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Anybody else notice anything? I thought it was super nice um, that in the announcement, they gave the shout out to the different community members who were asking for some of these things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That means they're tracking it somewhere. Yeah. It means that they're hearing some of the people that speak. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, some cool new uh, new little helpers to uh, help you navigate and get around in Airtable. They also talked about like the new navigation guides and stuff. Um, somebody pointed out, I think, in this thread that that this thing right here is. It, it gets in the way for me. It gets frustrating, especially like if you've got a full table where you've got records there. I was trying to like edit the the name field, and it was right behind there. It's just annoying. Yeah, I, I don't really like that. It's larger than the add new record button. Um, yeah. yeah, I think some of this stuff I would just I would like a, a toggle to turn it off once you're familiar with their table sort of interface and uh or yeah how, how it's designed and how, how you build bases and you know you know the difference between each type of view i don't want to be reminded anymore so i, I just want to turn some of that stuff off yep all right very good let's move on let's let's talk about some interfaces and i see russell bishop joined us in the comments uh i believe his name comes up right there first place yeah. well, Congrats, Russell. That's awesome. For my wardrobe. So let's see. Cherry is a friend of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a different Rebecca. Um, Chris, a friend of the show. Jeremy, active in the community. So some cool um, stuff in here. So congratulations to all the winners. Uh, I thought it'd be cool to show... um, what some of the interfaces look like. I couldn't download all of them. Some of these links are broken. I think uh, I think this one might be broken. Um, and then some in here, like the CRM one, that I think that link is broken. So I couldn't get all of them. I also didn't go through all of this list. I, I just kind of sampled some to put into a um, workspace that I thought we'd show off. So. Let's show some of these winners. I don't know. Have you guys gone through all of them or any of them? I watched uh, the video associated with the first three winners. And, you know, spoiler alert, this one, My Wardrobe by Russell, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he built, I don't know if he does this. He's he's a better dressed man than I am for sure. Um, even just thinking about this, my wardrobe would be pretty simple. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So he separates out upper body and lower body. You can navigate through all the different options. You can change out um, 
this. When you click on that button, he's got this animation going. So there's some kind of automation running in the background. Um, <clears throat> and uh, looks like it's taking a while. Maybe change. Oh, maybe you're changing. Is it? You've got to save it. Is yeah. so. What I believe is happening. And hopefully I'm getting it right, Russell. So, um, you know, you can have a bunch of different items in your wardrobe, right? And if you have a outfit that you wear and you really like it and you want to say, I don't want to have to think about coordinating uh, my shoes with my belt, with my shirt again, you can save an outfit that you've worn previously uh, just to for inspiration as you go forward. And what this page in the interface is, is to create a new outfit where... You can look at each different part of an outfit, whether that's your shoes or your shirt or your pants. And it also has a function to let you layer. So if you're not in sunny California and you need to wear a sweater on top of you know, your shirt or something, you could have multiple different tops associated with it. And what each button does is run an automation that finds a different random piece of uh, clothing that fits that uh, category, whether it's upper body, lower body, etc. And you keep randomizing, or you can select a specific one if you want, uh, by unlinking whatever's there and linking something else. Then clicking save outfit creates a new record that's linked to all of your selections here. Yeah. Yeah. And Russell points out know. there's no automation. There's no automation. Because, then well, I have no idea what's happening. Well, I think he's saying oh. in his there is, but since I got this from the universe, the automations didn't get copied over. Got it. Okay. Never mind. So that's why it's not it's not working correctly. Yeah. <clears throat> or it could be that um, based on the type of automations, if this is in a free workspace, the number of automation runs that you actually still have available. Yeah, and I may not have even turned on the automations because once you once you import it, you got to turn them on. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, the so um, the announcement post not on the forums, but on um, the, the blog post. The blog post. I think it's for the record. Off the record is a show by Chris Dancy and, and Ben Grain. Mm -hmm. For the record, I think is Airtable's blog, and the blog mm -hmm. post includes Russell's video demo of this working as well as a couple other video demos all of which are really cool so yeah yeah looks like he got into uh, your sock drawer <laughs> hey Yay. dodgers man yeah. go blue yeah. uh yeah this was really cool i i liked the uh different use cases it's not something that i Think I would have ever come up with in terms of a layout for something like this specifically. I just think it's really clean. And if you just showed me this and I didn't look at the top bar that said my wardrobe slash create outfit, yada, yada, that's to me a dead giveaway. It's an Airtable interface. But just looking from like upper body and below, I don't know if I would have been able to guess that, oh, this is an Airtable interface. Right. It's just, you know, it's a, a layout. I don't think I would have come up with and it just looks so clean and cool mm -hmm. you know does anyone remember the movie clueless yes oh, yeah <laughs> so that's what this reminds me of is you know at the beginning of, of, of clueless where we've got the the machine that goes and picks out outfits for share mm -hmm. absolutely and it's like mismatch <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so good stuff in here. <clears throat> well done. There's some dashboards, a filter, so you can filter all of your clothing. So very cool. And adding new stuff, editing existing. So very cool. That is awesome that this is what he uses every day to get dressed. Let me go back. I want to make sure we can look through some of the others. Let's see any others. We won't have time for all of these, but um, let's do let's do this one. I think this is cherries. Um, let's go in here. So this is for a law firm. So more of kind of a CRM type system. Got the groupings, which is nice and just kind of basic input um you've got your intake form i like this lots of questions and then cases and then let's see and Okay, so yeah, that's all of them. Isn't there another reporting? There we go. Um, so nice reporting, I like combining grid views within the reports. Very cool. So nice, nice, simple, clean uh, dashboard. And let's go back out. Um, I like how she separated out the reporting from the, the workflow part. Yeah, because uh, when you share that, obviously, if you have access to the base, you could get to either interface. But if you're, say, like, you know, if you have a console set up or something that only looks at a particular um, URL, you can give them that URL to that separate uh, interface. And so you're not bogged down with all the data entry bits in the first interface. Yeah, let's do this one. I think this one is kind of cool. <clears throat> so this is a real <clears throat> use case, uh, Mountain Rescue Help Desk. So you've got um, live incidents going on, lots of use of emojis and ratings, people. Uh, this one I really like because I you know, for this is a pretty small niche of rescue type organization. There likely isn't like a standard SaaS product that that is tailored towards this industry. And they've been able to build something that probably is pretty invaluable to them in Airtable. It's a pretty cool use case. Uh, they've also got buttons, shortcuts. What else? Let's see. Performance. Yeah, pretty cool dashboard. What's going on? Nice. Very cool. Good stuff there. Um, so we, uh, we got to show Chris's. If you don't know Chris, he's the uh, most connected man in the world. And this is the 
base that runs his life. Well, he's probably got a couple, but this is where he tracks his daily journal and he's into astrology and everything going on here. So one thing that I really, really like about how Chris put together is, is there's several different uh, interface pages that you can see in there, but they're actually, you start with a simple journal and it, you put in, you know, your reflections with your thoughts of what the day was. And the idea is, is he's designed this first one to be really simple and it's not overwhelming with a lot of different fields and things like that. But after you get used to it, then you can switch over gradually to the other ones, you know, where you can add in the emotional help or the physical and then keep on going there. And if you just started with the last one, like there's so much information that you can be putting in that it's really easy to get overwhelmed. But he's just gradually introduced the user into, okay, let's just start by putting in, you know, like two things. And then now you, after you've journaled for that for a few days, you're like, okay, let's, let's add a couple more things and then a couple other more things. So his pages are different from what you would see in like all the other user interfaces where you might be using all the different pages, um, you know, throughout your workflow of the day. This is more of a use this one until you're used to it and then step up to the next most advanced one and then step up to the more advanced one. Yeah. 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 This is awesome. Yeah, just the amount of work and effort into emojis everywhere. And um, yeah, you can tell there's a lot of work going into this. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I think a lot of the work he actually put into this was actually stripping out a lot of the, the more personal things that he had in it. Uh, yeah, probably. This, <laughs> I just looking at that brief glimpse at the data view. There's only like f five tables. Mm -hmm. I think in yeah. his, his real one, which he's shown at uh, the Deer Table Conference next one next year, everyone should go. Uh, it was far more, uh, you know, filled to the brim. There was quite a few more tables and even more sort of data that could be logged. But you know, for the purposes of an interface and sort of your everyday day to day use. Um, sort of tailoring it to be how much information can I put in here? What would still make for a good interface? Uh, did I get the office hours? I want to make sure we get all the top winners. Office hours, that might have been one that... Maybe it was broken. Maybe a broken work. one. Yeah. So office hours... Um, this one I thought was cool. It wasn't a winner, but it was some pretty cool uh, dashboarding for sales analysis. So maybe we'll, we'll end on this one. <clears throat> it loads. Yeah, yeah, this is one. So. I don't know what they've got going on here, how this is built. Um, trying to think what this is. Looks like a, oh, I'm bad. Are they if you look at it, you should be able to see. Yeah. Let's look at it. Yeah. Let's look at it. Could this be a text? You could do that with a text field, like a formula, I mean. Um, it was yeah, the churning like that. They're just yeah. fields, yeah. Fields. Okay. They're so, they're so little. Yeah, how are they so little? How do they do that? It's in the it's header. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's in the header. Yeah. Uh, 
I get so frustrated. I'm like, why do you let me make it that small up there, but not anywhere else? I'm like, yeah, don't like let me have more control. Now, mm. now that you've mentioned it, Allie, I'm really uh, wondering one of the uh, benefits of winning this particular contest is, of course, uh, you know, there's prize money. They'll probably send you some Airtable socks. But the one that was most interesting to me was um, they're going to sit down with the winners and ask, what is your, you know, viewpoint on interfaces? What can be changed? What right. do you like? What can be improved upon? And I'm curious to see based on just how cool uh, what we've seen today from some of the winners, uh, what they can build already, what were their suggestions or what will be their suggestion for, you know, what can be changed? Because just looking at what's on screen right now, this looks really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, from a visual standpoint, I think Airtable thus far has done a good job of giving you uh, a set of tools that you can build something that looks really good uh, to display certain points of your data. Um, it might be a usability thing because dragging and dropping is still just a little bit frustrating and you can't really get things the exact size that you want. You can't center things on screen unless you put a spacer element to the left and push it over, that kind of stuff. I'm curious to see what other people's, you know, top uh, improvements they want to see are. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. I like you. This can looks really up. nice. <laughs> this is really good. Everything switches when you when you change it, and so it's interactive um it's pretty cool yeah this was what, probably one of the better dashboard uh interfaces that i saw so well done this one didn't yeah. this one didn't place but i thought it was well done <laughs> i mean I, I think the contest was a good thing i think that there are certain things where it could have been managed a little bit better, especially with the timing of things and knowing when things would come out. Like we were given a deadline, it was pushed back. They were saying, hey, well, this is when they would be announced. And then we ended up like the deadline went by and like no one knew. Um, but I think that this one, contest was managed a lot better than some of the other contests that have been earlier on. There's two concerns that I do have, and this would both relate to my experience with the scripting contest. One is, um, well, like just absolutely kudos for the communication on this one that we didn't have the same kind of staff as that happened with one of the first scripting contests. But the other thing that happened was a lot of the entries in some of the scripting contests, they just kind of like, there were links to them on the community forums and then they kind of poof, disappeared. And we're like, and the people would go back and be like, where'd they go? So I'm hoping that doesn't happen here. I'm hoping that we still get to see, you know, a year from now that there's still access to these so that people can go and look and get inspiration from them. Yeah. Uh, but I'd also like to see, again, like a year from now, have another contest when there's more people who are used to features, new features have come out. And let's see what new things can be done to inspire people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah. That whole post from the scripting contest is totally gone. It's just like, poof. Yeah. Here's one more. I thought this one looked good visually. It's a home finder, home search manager. Um, kind of cool. They got like a calculator going on. Assume maybe there's some kind of automation in the background. Um, 
So this was cool as well. That is cool. All right. So yeah, that's awesome stuff. Congratulations to everybody who won. Also everybody who submitted, it helps the community. I've already shared this with people that, that I work with in the consulting uh, business that says, hey, this is essentially some ideas we can steal for, for our client work as well and implement new strategies and ways to build interfaces. So thank you to all who contributed and helped the community in that effort. So let's, let's continue on. <laughs> Onto Air is our primary sponsor. A quick shout out to Onto Air. If you are running your business and dependent on Airtable, you'll want to check out the suite of apps from Onto Air. And as you may know, we are launching a new standalone forms product and we are officially live in a closed beta right now. Got to close out my Slack. Um, and um, so if you want to uh, be a beta tester of our forms, we have a form you can fill out right here that was built with our form builder. And uh, you can kind of see some of the cool functionality that we have and be able to build your forms and submit that. And then we will get you access to our beta and love to get your feedback on it as we are working through some final issues before we, we release it live to the larger audience. So we'd love to get um, probably 10 more beta customers into our beta program. So please reach out and um, we'll put this link in the show notes or you can contact us through our chat or Slack and feel free to uh, reach out and we'll get you access to it to test it out. So excited for that. All right, we will now dive into fields and formulas with Kavan. I will share your screen. Take it away, Kavan. Okay, let me rearrange my screens a little bit. So the inspiration for this was actually from the community forums where someone, these are two use cases that I keep seeing over and over again. One is, say you've got a field where someone's got like their full name in there and you need to split it out into the individual names. And then the other one is going to be the reverse of that, where we have several different fields and we want to combine them together. Um, but this is just like just general patterns. A lot of times, so you'll like when you bring in your data, say you're importing something, you want to have all the names split out individually, but you only have them listed with the full name. And sometimes things get a little bit tricky trying to do it. I've seen a lot of different formulas over the years, um, but it's tricky because you're trying to find like searching on spaces or like what if there's multiple spaces, trying to figure out things like with punctuation. And some of those formulas can get really complicated. Um, what I like doing this is these formulas here, where you can see here, this is just the example. So we've got the full name. We can find out if there's a middle name or there's a last name. Um, here it gets a little bit tricky. Say you have like multiple middle names and you're trying to figure out which ones. This is also why I think that people should use the formulas, but also go back and you like might have to manually clean some things. Um, but just to take a look at this, these use regular expressions and it uses a little bit of features that people might not be familiar with. So this is for the first name, you can say, if there is a full name, we're going to do a regex extract from the first name. And then this is where the magic happens. So let me explain this. 
Here you see these little carrots. They mean different things. So the first one, this little carrot at the very, very beginning means find the very beginning of the text string. So at the very beginning of the line, and it's not going to match anything else. This says we're going to use a grouping where we're going to find not a space. So this means start at the very beginning of the text string, find a character that's not a space, and then the plus means repeat that until you, as long as you find another character that's not a space. So this is how we can to build it out. And so you can see the first name is basically going to be the first character, and then all the characters that aren't spaces, and that's when you stop. And so that's your first name. The last name is going to be built really similar to that, but it's going to say, first of all, you're only going to have a last name if there's actually a space. So here we're going to say, if there's a space in the full name, then we know that there's a last name. So we're going to take a regex extract from the full name, and this would work a little bit. This little dollar sign at the end here, this means look at the very end of the text string, and that's going to have to be at the end. And we're going to find a character sets that are not a space, and then one or more of them and just keep on repeating that. So basically what this says is start at the end of the text and then find all the characters that aren't spaces from the end this way. So that's how we get the last name. And that's how like, you know, it's blank if there is no last name in there. And then the middle is going to be a little bit of trick that combines the two of them. Let's see if we can see this. If I make my screen a little bigger, will we, how does that work? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's make this bigger. I think I have to redo this. Well, you're zoomed in at a 150 if you... Assumed of maybe 125, maybe we can see a bit more. Maybe we can see a bit more. Yeah, let's try it. Yeah, okay, so we're zoomed in a little bit, but now you can't see. This is. That's not bad. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's good. Oops. Right there. there, okay. So the idea is we're going to do this. We're going to do our regular expressions. We're going to start with our first name. And then this part is look, should look familiar from the previous one. It's start at the beginning, find all one or more characters that are not spaces. And then we're going to replace that with an empty string, so with nothing. So basically take the first name, replace it with nothing. And then we have over here, which is the same pattern that we had to find our last name, which is we're going to have the character at the end, and then one or more characters that are not spaces at the end, and then replace them with nothing. So that should leave us with just what's in the middle name, and then we're going to have a space at the beginning and a space at the end. So that's what this trim over here is for, is it's going to go ahead and get rid of that space at the beginning and the end. So that we're left with just the middle name. Very clever. That's good. Yeah, so like that it, it, it's nice. And these these characters are the keys of it. It's, it's this character at the beginning that says start at the beginning. And then the one here that says these little anchors at the end. And just let you know where they're documented. So these are, if you look at the formula field reference, I love how they have the support URL. It's actually support.airtable.com slash formula field reference. It used to be like this long, complicated thing, but now it's yeah. easy to get to. And the regular expression ones are at the very end of the list here. And if you go into here, it says the RE2 regular expression library. That brings you over to here. This is the exact library that documents that says what it is, because there's several different flavors of regular expression. 
And if you scroll down over here, where it talks empty strings, this is where these are documented. So you can see here, that little carrot says it's going to be the beginning of the string. And then the dollar sign is going to be at the end of the string. So those are, and then there's a lot of other things that are just like really complicated. And you can see there's a lot of things that aren't supported, but those two I find really useful. And that's how we can get all of them and that way. And I find it's just a lot cleaner than trying to do like the find the character where the space is and then like the mid or other things that we had to do before regular expressions. Yep. I would agree. I hate doing find the character where the first space is because you always have to do either plus one or minus one this from one. there. And I always forget to do it. It's, it's a nightmare doing uh, formulas that way. This is really clever. Um, and this is not, you know, there's nothing I don't think you, you can do about it, but there's the, the difference between having two first names like Mary Kate Olson and then having two last names that aren't hyphenated like Gabriel Marcia Marquez. I don't think there's a hyphen in his name. There's no way for the formula to know. The formula can't know that. So you know, like, yeah. if you look at these two, if there's a hyphen, then the formula can figure out right. that that's the last name. But if it's not, it thinks this is a middle name. So if you're doing this to clean data, always when it comes to human names, you just have to have someone with the human eyes to go and yep. look at it. Yeah. But, but then let's take a look at the opposite is sometimes what you want to do is you have, um, sorry, wait a minute. This table is not what I wanted. This one's what I wanted. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes you have text across several different fields and you want to combine them into one. So say we have several different locations. Well, normally what people would do, this is the, the beginner formula. You just say, okay, I want city concatenated with a comma and a space concatenated with the state with the comma and the space and a country. But that doesn't work so well if your data doesn't support that. If your data, you know, sometimes you're going to have a city, but no state, or sometimes you might have, um, you know, a state, but no country or some kind of combination of that. So you get like these extra commas that are laying around. You get the extra commas at the end of these things that looks kind of ugly. And I wanted to find a simple way of doing this and one common way has been where you have it where you say if and the first name, but you always have to have that first one. But now using regular expressions, this part is probably going to look familiar. Some people do it. If we let me go ahead and take out the regular expression part here. But this part here where we do a concatenate of each one of the individual places. And you say, for each of them, you say, if I have this thing, give this thing, and then a comma and a space. So if I have a city, give the city name and then a comma and a space. If I have a state, stay the state, and then a followed by a comma and a space, and so on. But the problem if you do just that, what if you don't have that, um, you know, it, it, what if you didn't have a country? You'd end up with this comma and a space at the end. So what we do is we use this regular expression replace again that says, look at the end of the string. And then if my characters just before that are a comma and a space. So I have comma space and the end of the string, replace that with nothing. So that's how it works where if I have just say a city and a state, I'm going to have this comma space at the end. 
And this regex replace gets rid of that at the end so that you don't have any trailing or dangling ones, no matter what actual things are included. So if there's nothing, there's no common spaces. If I have, you know, only a city, I don't have that common space at the end of that. And it's a nice, I think it's a nice clean thing because if you say you want to add another one, you just follow that same pattern. If whatever, and then the common space after that. So nice. So it's it's Very it's cool. Try and figure that those little anchors for the end of, of a regular expression and the end of the text line at the end of the expression, and then the little carrot one that we had that looks at the beginning. So, so regular expressions they can be a little bit complicated. Um, they're, they're a little bit scary at first, but. I find the best way to learn them is just start with little ones and those simple wildcard characters and then just gradually try playing around with one or two more of these. Um, and then just, you know, gradually build up your regular expression vocabulary. Yeah. So Julian Post in our comments says, uh, Airtable is having another contest that's uh, focused on formulas and whichever is the best formula or the top three should be uh, official functions and I've seen some pretty wild formulas in my day. None of them are mine. Uh, but yeah, there are some things that you do over and over and over again. And some people have even made extensions that build formulas for you. Like Kavan. Kavan, you have a couple of those. <laughs> right? So, I mean, the one thing I think about formulas is they're, they're, they're another language. And as far as getting the, the power of formulas is, is being able to do something very, very specific for what you want that doesn't exist out of the box. Um, the way I look at it is, is looking formulas is what I'd like to have eventually sometimes is having a, a like a formula writing con uh, course that teaches how to write formulas. The way there's all kinds of classes that say, you know, learn JavaScript, learn Python, learn how to write in the language. Formulas are a language all of their own in Airtable formulas. And if we can get more people to learn how to write formulas, um, that's what I would like to see. As far as like creating an official functions, there's plenty of official functions I think that we would already like to have. I think split is one of the top ones. Anything yeah. that has to do with arrays. <laughs> arrays, please. That'd be amazing. And oh the God. currency, two currency. That would be or currency format, like just any number formatting would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Lots uh, of options there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number format, that would probably be what the top one that I would want. You know, we've got date time format. Can we get number format? Exactly. Or like in Excel, where you can create your own function and define your own function and write the code behind it to. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. that would be That's cool. kind of what scripting does, but it takes automations to actually run it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That'd mm -hmm. be cool. Awesome. Thank you, Kavan. And yeah, if you need more help with uh, with uh, formulas, check out Kavan's uh, extensions in the marketplace. You've got one dedicated to helping writing formulas, right? What's so one on? is just a few is ready-made formulas. It's just a few prepackaged formulas, um, including one for formatting numbers. And then the other one is pre-filled forms for uh, specifically pre-filling a form with field values. All right.
Cool. Thank you, Kavan, for sharing that. And uh, when they, whenever you get time to write your book or your training course on formulas, I think people will be anxious for that. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, Camille, if you're ready, we're going to go am. to you next and learn about Retool. You're just learning all of the third-party extensions and app builders. Uh, yeah, I, I, once again, um, I don't have the community post up, but is my screen sharing? Not yet. No. Okay. Uh, I don't have the community post up, you, but somebody... You shared it? I've shared my screen, but not the post on the threads. Uh, someone had seen my uh, scheduling script that I made at 10,000 years ago and uh, was like, this is great, but I need to have it be public facing. And so that's sort of a limitation with Airtable's scripting extension and that if your script is uh, creating records or doing anything uh, that sort of edits something to do with the base, you need to be an authenticated Airtable user for it to run. And even if you share a base and have the extension visible, um, I don't think you can run the script unless you're inside like the editing mode of, of Airtable. And so I was thinking to myself, what could you do if you wanted to do the exact same thing that, um, you know, your these scripts are doing? I have 10,000 versions of them. But I went through and asked myself, could I build a public facing version of scheduler or any of these scheduling scripts I have? And the answer was yes. Uh, I played around with retool and, and and Camille, your your screen, you haven't shared your screen yet. Oh, I, I thought I did. What? It's not. I'm here. sorry. Now is it sharing? There we go. Okay. So before I was talking about all of these different scripts that I made, there's actually four of them. The three more common ones are here. Each one of them, what they do is uh, if you have like a table full of um, assets or resources and you want to schedule them on a calendar without having them overlap any bookings, my scripts would allow you to select um, a, a room and then reserve it without overbooking. Um, I wanted to do a public facing version of that. And so I was able to rebuild it in um, Retool. And it wasn't easy this version because um, if you're familiar with the 10,000 scheduler things that I've made, um, one of them uh, was called scheduler. It looked like this. It had a calendar component to it. All Airtable extensions are built out of uh, a JavaScript variant called React. Um, in order to get that same exact calendar thingy into Retool, I kind of had to um, import a bunch of scripts in here to get it to work, but it does work the exact same way. So long story short, yes, you can rebuild some of the scripts that I had made and make them public facing because Retool allows you to embed your projects into other websites. And you've also published them separately to a dedicated URL. So the idea is someone, not me, I don't ever want to have to rewrite these scripts again. I'm, this is a proof of concept. 
<laughs> so I wrote in my reply to that thread, no promises, but uh, I, I have proven at least to myself that you could, if you so desired, go through and take my script and put it somewhere else and have it still work. So again, the idea is you select a resource. In this case, it's stylists. I'm booking a hair appointment or something like that. And then, you know, this stylist has an appointment from three to five. I can't select that time slot, you know, works exactly like it should. You'd click the schedule button. Once you have an appointment slot selected, that's represented here, click schedule, and then it's done. I also did a similar sort of implementation um, using, you know, a different layout, but it does sort of the same thing. It's looking for um, the dates that you've selected. It's looking at each of the resources and seeing if they have any appointments during that time. If it does, it just won't show up in this list. Um, Something that I like about Retool, uh, they have a few different components that aren't available by default in Airtable's extension environment. Of course, you can add your own components like I did with this calendar thing that didn't come with Airtable's extension environment. Um, but Retool comes with a couple that are really nice out of the box, like the date range um, option. So this is, this is looking at a start time and an end time field in Airtable, but it's all one component which is nice. So you'd be able to select one or more of these resources and hit submit. Hopefully if I do this, it will work. Let's see if it actually did. Um, I'm going to pick something in this time range again, and then now only one of them is available. So behind the scenes, a new reservation was added to my Airtable base, which is why only one resource is showing up now because the other two are reserved. Very cool. Very nice. What's your experience with Retool? How do you compare it with? I know you've spent time in Glide. Um, this is much more you're on your own. <laughs> if you know, Glide is very like, oh, here's, you know, I'll handle all the transitions from screen to screen for you. And a lot of things are uh, sort of the headache is taken out uh, for you in Glide. Uh, and the same thing with like Adalo or Softer or other things like that. I talk mad smack about all of those because like your, your uh, color scheme is limited and whether or not they let you put in custom CSS and all that. Retool is even more limited. Retool almost feels like they don't, they don't know if you want to build something that like looks good so you really have very little control over the display of things i couldn't figure out how to make the font size bigger for for instance Interesting. That's, i i would like to make things look bigger i don't know if i can uh but that being said if i go to uh their component library they have a lot of components nice. and all of them look very good and look very nice and they they run smoothly because these are pre-built components that they've tested a thousand times and then these ones at the bottom custom component html and iframe is where if you wanted to import um you know a custom react component you could uh it's really hard i i i learned what i learned in like a week i'm sure if i sat down and 
had more time for it, I would have come up with a better implementation. But it was not easy, and I don't want to do it again. So don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) So on that, to go back to the thread, the answer is it can be done. It can be done. I'm not going to do it. It's a lot of work, and the average person is not something that they're going to be able to oh, no. this is get one of those something things. working in a reasonable time. This is one of those things where you should hire a developer. Again, the developer is not me, but what I would probably do is I, I might make my own thread on the forums and just write up, you know, lessons learned. Here's some things to keep in mind as you're transitioning a script from Airtable into Retool because, you know, in... Airtable scripting extension, I'm using functions that only work in Airtable scripting environment versus in Retool, everything is being an, it's an API request. So you you have to adjust your thinking for a lot of this and, and all that kind of stuff. So just be aware of certain things, but yeah, I, I'm done. No more. Right. Awesome. <laughs> so quick cool. question. Yeah. Which still is your favorite um, tool for making a third-party portal? It. I think it's still, <clears throat> my personal favorite is still Glide. I don't think Glide lets you do the most per se, but it's my favorite editor environment still. Um, I think it. it's positioned just right to have a not frustrating, or at least not frustrating to me, editor interface. Um, a lot of the field types in Glide in their own tables environment, or even if you're importing or syncing tables from Airtable and Google Sheets, you can add your own columns. And those column types are really cool. <clears throat> um, the other ones are fine. I just am annoyed easily. So. <laughs> so it sounds like the benefit of Retool is that it gives you so many more out-of-the-box components, but in exchange, it makes everything else harder. Yeah, so I probably could have built this in Glide if I wanted to. The problem is this bit where it's searching through. I would have to run a script every time, you know, you reselect dates, right, to filter out the ones that are overlapping. And <clears throat> I don't know what happened to my throat recently. Um, I don't know if. if how to do that in Glide. I'm sure I probably can. I don't know how. Um, I figured it out in Retool faster because it's it's a more dev-focused environment. Mm-hmm. I haven't the foggiest idea how to do this in Software or Stacker. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Or if it's possible, it might not be possible. Yeah. <clears throat> it might not be possible. But you know, it is possible in Retool, and you can embed a published Retool something. I don't know what they call it, interface or whatever into another website cool i want to make sure we get we get time for ali's segment so thank you camille that's awesome re- learning about retool so finishing up just quick shout out to built on air we hope you join our community if you're not already in there like-minded Airtable fans and users join us at builtonair.com and we are going to end ali is going to continue a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago on her interface and new functionality Go for it, Ali. All right, excellent. Um, so if you missed last week, I don't know why that's up there. Right. Um, we went over a technique 
using syncing and having multiple data sources to get some more intricate and uh, meaningful charts in interfaces. Um, so that was really cool. I'm going to, for the purpose of time, skip over all of the how-to from last time. Um, but we, uh, I took everyone's advice and said, a lot of people had said, oh, you should try syncing that back into the source base, just so we have everything all in the same place. So I've done that, um, which is super cool. So I've got everything all in one interface now. But the other adjustment that I made, um, so originally I had just made the uh, actual numbers and our target numbers um, plus a percent of target. And I had synced all of those into our other base over here. But the cool part about what you can do is you can sync fields, sync two columns from two different sources to the same field in the synced base. So that's what we're doing here. And I added a little bit of math to get these percentages here. So essentially, I've got how much do I have, how much percentage wise do I have left to get to my target or my goal for that month? Um, and then how much am I over that goal? And that could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your use case. Um, and then I have this little target. Basically, it's my percent of the target. However, I'm cutting that off at one at 100%. Um, and you'll see why when we make our chart. Um, so I've synced over three different sources into this other base. I've got our target numbers and percentages, the actual numbers and percentages, and then the over uh, numbers and percentages. And then that will allow us, and I'm syncing this all back via this view here into the source base. And I've got a whole, we did a segment on how to keep this all linked up together automatically. If anyone wants to check that out, it was a few weeks ago. Um, but now when I go to do an interface, I just have this blank one started. If I pop in this chart here, I want to put that on my month reporting um, table. And I'm going to have the date be the x-axis just because I find that the most flexible. Um, and then here's the cool part. If I aggregate by not the number, but let's do percent, not average, but some. And then I'm going to group by that sync source. And so now this kind of gives me like a progress bar month by month, how far mm -hmm. along I am to my goal. And I don't have anything over the goal here. So I'm just going to add one really quickly by going into my opportunities. And let's just say, um, actually, where are we with, let's just put April up. Do, do, do. April is going to get a bunch more. And now you'll see the only downside to doing this like double syncing is that now I have to go into my other base, sync this. And you know, if you're not looking for real time data, then this shouldn't be an issue. But I've got everything syncing up. And then do we have over goal? Sync it one more time. And hopefully I'll be able to show something pretty cool. 
Let's go. Sometimes I've actually noticed with having these three data sources and I haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet, but I have seen them like out of sync. Like it'll sync once for just two of them and then it'll sync later on for the third, which seems very odd to me. Um, okay, come on. Sorry for the purpose of the time here. I'm going to fly along. Do this. Right, I should have, I'm 100% of, I think that. There we go. But it only did it for one, for April. This is where I'm getting like, we'll come back to that at a later date. I, it seems to be a weird sync issue. Like if I synced it again, then it'll grab January maybe, no. All right, but anyways, <laughs> so the syncing is a little finicky sometimes, but the end result is worth it, I promise. So here I've got finally April is over the goal, but that's not really what how I want it, right? I want the dark green to be on top to show, hey, you went over, I want everything else to be lined up. And that's the cool part is this is as simple as grabbing this, and you can actually just drag that right up. And then if I go back, now that's at the top. Cool. So the stacked order is in the same order as that single select. Very nice. That's Sorry awesome. for the little hiccup there. I don't know what, I'll try and dig into more about that weird syncing issue and figure out what's happening there. Could be a bug. Found for that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, and this is yeah. You'll definitely want to go back and watch the previous episode and and see all the that, that was like mind blowing that that episode. So definitely worth checking out. I have never ever understood stacked bar charts uh, in the context of Airtable, and yeah, I very much like your implementation. Thank you. With a little more time, I probably would have drink, drilled in more about the how to. But if anyone. Yeah. But yeah, last week or two weeks ago. That's very cool. I, I keep finding that the, the sort order of single selects keeps popping up and like being useful in, yeah. in surprisingly new ways where it's like, that's really cool. I am glad that Airtable respects the sort order that you put in for single selects and it gives you the option to alphabetize if you want. But things like in progress to do done or whatever, you want that in a non-alphabetical order and then having it carry through and basically everywhere is very nice yeah, yeah. good stuff i think that's one of the number of reasons why i hate lookup fields less yeah mm -hmm. yeah just for single selects basically yeah. <laughs> single selects and collaborator fields or yeah. user fields and link yeah. record yeah yeah, yeah. awesome Awesome. Well, thank you all for coming on. Thank you, Kavan, for demonstrating and sharing your wisdom with us. Always good to have you on. Thank you. Thank you much for having me. And we will see everybody next week on Built on Air. Take care. for joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our sponsor, ontair.com. 
and we will see you next time on the Built On Air podcast.